Hello, old dogs. This is your host and top dog, Bill Manicero. Today's show is a special rebroadcast of one of our most popular episodes. I'm introducing the show under the banner, Best of Old Dogs REI Network Podcast. Well, enjoy. Welcome to the Old Dogs REI Network, where cash flow is king. Real estate investing, the means, so you can enjoy your retirement dreams. This is the show where we cut right to the chase. No sales pitch, no long monologues, just simple how-to real estate investing advice, so you can earn the passive income you need to enjoy your retirement today. And now, your host and chief old dog, Bill Manacero. Dogs, and welcome to Fun Facts Friday. This is our once a week, only on Friday show, where we have special episodes not featuring guests, where I will share tricks, tips, terminology, and techniques that will help skyrocket you to real estate investing success. Today's topic is how to become a real estate investor for only $500. That's right. But before we get started on Fridays, I always like to touch base with you guys and see how you're doing. You know, I'm just like totally digging talking to you guys. I've, I've been uh, talking a lot to folks that are our listeners and investors. Always, not only am I finding out some great things that are happening in, in what you guys are doing real estate wise, but uh, just meeting some very nice people and some folks that uh, just also share some great ideas with me and things that I didn't think of or didn't know about. So I am totally enjoying this. And if you guys want to write me or schedule a call, I just uh, would invite you to do that. I'd love to talk to you anytime. Ask questions if you want, or if uh, you want to, you know, share with me things that are going on with you. That's great too. I just really think that that's a that's important, you know, in this process because usually it's just a one way deal, right? I'm talking, you guys are listening, but it's really neat when I can, you know, talk back and forth. I meet people for coffee and lunch and different things too. If you happen to be in the Southern California area too, so uh, just sending that out there. I can't get too technical on social media. I'm still trying to figure out. Some people say, oh, I'll write you through Instagram. Instagram, And I go, yeah, I don't really know how to write people through Instagram. I mean, I know that there's kind of like a communication thing there and there's like stories and stuff, but I, I don't know. When it comes to social media, Facebook included, I'm not real good. So, hey, you know, send me an email. <laughs> That's probably the best way, right? Um, also, you know, just to update you and stuff, uh, we're in the process of sort of reevaluating our three target markets. As you know, we are still in hunt for apartments, 100 plus, and uh, we're also uh, looking to partner with people and, and uh, getting creative there, looking at off-market stuff making offers um, and uh, not giving it up. But one of the things we're doing is actually reassessing our three target markets. So that is a, a sort of an extensive process that we're doing right now where we're looking at um, population growth, the uh, business growth, the uh, unemployment, all the numbers that you look at when you try to pick out an emerging market. We are seeing some shifts and some of the ones that we thought were more hot have kind of cooled off and others uh, look real promising. So um, I will share that information as uh, we do get that. And uh, uh, just uh, again, you know, 
refining what we do and uh, trying to stay, you know, focused as best we can in the best markets. I always like to give a little tip here too before we get started. One thing, you know, I think I shared it with you a while back. I said, hey, I'm going to be looking at agencies, different organizations that are looking for uh, to place people that are in their care. Usually there's a caseworker involved um, and usually, the, you know, it can be any number of situations, but there are a ton of agencies and there are usually on the local level, uh, nonprofits, sometimes they're even affiliated with the city uh, that you're in or the county that you're in. Yeah, I know you, a lot of you guys are familiar with Section 8. Well, Section 8 uh, is, is, for some people love it, some people don't love it. I've had a lot of Section 8 and I totally don't want to touch it anymore. And part of it was not so much uh, the, yeah, there were some issues. There were, the inspections were really tough. Uh, every time they would have an inspection, they would find things that I couldn't even believe cost us as much as a turnover, you know, on um, for many of these uh, inspections. It was kind of crazy. And then I got Section 8 people that just trashed the properties. So um, that was kind of a big turnoff. But so I wasn't real excited about this agency stuff until I started doing research on it. And I was looking initially in Memphis to do this. And now I've ended up doing it mostly um, in in Indianapolis. But it is great. There are some agencies out there, and they uh, it's kind of like Section Eight. It's kind of got the, like the positive stuff of Section Eight, but uh, without all the the other negative stuff. But generally, what you're talking about is somebody that has a caseworker. They could be a special needs individual, uh, someone that could uh, maybe be a high functioning autistic person or uh, handicapped in some way. Um, they could also be uh, somebody who is in recovery. Um, uh, there are people that, uh, for example, that maybe they're um, a battered wife, or uh, and and they're they're actually you know trying to get their life and, and restart again in a new city. And and uh, there are all kinds of some people that are that have come out of prison. Uh, there are a lot of different types of individuals out there that, that go through some of these agencies and a lot of them specialize of course in a particular area but uh, what I'm finding is that they are just wonderful to work with they uh, especially when you've got them that where they really care about their clients and uh, and they'll find a, a good place for them and they will follow up with them make sure they're okay and they'll check on them and the best little surprise there on t- so the the icing on the cake here is that um, the agencies generally will pay their rent and they pay higher than market rent in most cases um, kind of like section eight a similar type of thing where um, and they will commit to 12 months 18 months um, of handling that person's uh, rent and it's like clockwork so they can be a really nice tenant a really nice situation um, where you have you know people that are helping you to provide a good experience in, in the community so I, I think that that's something you, you might want to look into and, and uh, in your area start you know looking up agencies uh, different types of agencies and you can you know type in different things you can type in uh, handicap blind um, different keywords and they will point you to different agencies so um, just a little tip for you there that uh, if you're looking to, to fill you know some vacant that uh, they can be excellent, excellent tenants. Okay, on to our subject, how to become a real estate investor for only 500. Now, 
I know that this is kind of a one of those hooky titles, right? But you know, the the reality is, I get a lot of calls from people, and they and and I get letters, and I get emails. Not, I don't get letters. I don't think anyone gets letters anymore. But anyway, I'll get like emails or even texts and things from people um, asking, you know, well, how much do I need to get started in real estate investing? This is a question I've answered on Quora a lot because, you know, as you guys know from the Ask Bill segments, that uh, that has been, uh, you know, a question that I've received. And really, the, the best answer is that it really doesn't matter. I mean, you can get started with absolutely nothing and you could become a real estate investor without putting a penny out. Um, it, it yeah, it, a lot of people say, well, that's not realistic, and I, you know, I've seen it. I, I I've seen folks and talked to folks that have have started with literally nothing, and I, I'm I'm going to share some of those situations as well as you know, getting into real estate investing at a very low amount. So, uh, just you know, I'm going to touch on some of these things. I thought that'd be interesting for you, but uh, also encouraging for you too, because I think if you realize that you know, a lot of people are always kind of looking for something to be there their excuse. And, and I was one of the worst of those. I didn't want to get involved because I didn't have, uh, I didn't want to, I didn't have the money to do it. Right. And then all of a sudden, boom, I got this inheritance check and I was like, okay, I have no excuses now. I got to move on it. And so, uh, but it doesn't have to be an inheritance check. Like, like I said, as, as I'm going to this day, you'll see that there are many ways to get involved and get started, especially where you don't need that much and, uh, or any at all. So, you know, let's say for example, I want to get involved in real estate investing. I start uh, doing some research. I'm looking around and looking for people that maybe have a house that they want to get rid of. You know, those like those signs you've seen around. We buy ugly houses. You know, that's kind of that whole idea is that, you know, somebody has a house they just want to get rid of for some reason or another. And uh, you, you, as the sort of the middle person, can find that person. And basically, you get a contract assigned to you, right? Um, assign a contract to that deal, and you find an investor who wants to buy the house, okay? And and you make your money on the markup, the difference between. So you find somebody, they want to get rid of a house for $100,000. Um, you find an investor that will pay one fifty, and so you get the fifty, And that's, that's what's normally called wholesaling. And it is a very... It's still a very popular thing that a lot of people do. And it's a way somebody can get involved with literally no money at all. Now, I, I know that there's sometimes there are fees involved, permits and things that you have to, or city fees that you have to pay uh, on that on that transaction. But maybe, you know, I've, I've heard it's like $100 or maybe even less, depending on the city and where you're at. But, uh, and those of you that are wholesalers listening, you're probably saying, Bill, you don't know what you're talking about. Let me, <laughs> you'll probably get, I'll probably get emails from people, but yeah, that's, that's like one of the easiest way I've heard so many people get started is through wholesaling. Um, also you can have a situation where, um, maybe you you know, you find a property that you want to buy again, you don't have the money. So you ask the seller, are they willing to finance it and to carry back a hundred percent of this purchase price so that what you do is you just literally, you take on the property, you know, you get the deed, you start paying them. You just start making payments to them for a fixed period of time. Maybe it's three years or five years. And uh, during that time, you're fixing this place up, you're getting it ready and and then you you go for a major refi. You pay back the loan that the guy gave you because the property now is worth a lot more. So you you've got uh, 
you know, an improved property. You can, it's it also the, sort of the, the Burr approach that uh, is talked a lot about on Bigger Pockets and other places. Um, so, you know, you can get into something just by getting a, a seller that's willing to work with you and uh, sort of carry the paper. You don't have to, uh, maybe you might have to pay some fees and excro- um, you know, closing costs, things of that nature, but it's pretty minuscule. Um, there's, uh, uh, other examples of things that uh, um, where you can also get involved, uh, where there's not a lot of co- cost. Um, there's like some creative ways too that I think are kind of neat out there. Um, and I, again, I just picked five hundred dollars as sort of a workable amount that a person realistically could become a real estate investor for five hundred, um, and I would say or less or not at all. You know, sometimes people are just going to use that money to buy business cards, set up a website. You, you know, you call yourself a real estate investor, but really you're not investing yet. Okay, what really makes you an investor is that somebody that literally buys something. Uh, or purchase a property um, or some kind of real estate investment um, with with their own funds, and they get a return. If they're a good investor, of course, they're getting a good return on it. I'd say that if if let's say somebody came to me with five hundred to invest, that I could probably you know I could show you a number of different ways that you could take those funds and actually you know uh, invest in real estate and there are multiple things that you could do in fact it was really interesting because this reminds me a lot too um, because i have had people that have come to me and said i have this money how would i invest it um you know with my own kids and uh, when we were in Haiti, we also used to do this too. We had a, a vocational training program we called the transition program because in Haiti, there's this, I mean, huge unemployment. I think when we first got there, it was something like 80% unemployment, which is crazy. And I don't, I don't think that that's accurate. I think people are surviving by selling things on the streets. And of course, it's not reported anywhere. So, but uh, generally, you know, it's, it's just really tough to get a job. Even if you have multiple college degrees, there's no guarantee you'll be able to find work. And, uh, you know, you're going to have to learn to be able to survive. And generally that means setting up your own kind of business or, or selling something, uh, services, skills, uh, a product that you can buy at a cheaper price, maybe at the Dominican or, or wherever it is, uh, and sell it in Haiti. With our kids, uh, and not only my, my, my personal kids, uh, but the kids in our orphanage too, we, we wanted them to be able to not just survive, but we wanted them to thrive. So we wanted to teach them business skills and ways to grow a business, not just, again, not just get enough money to eat that day, but to be able to know how to invest it and to grow the business and to expand your business and so forth. So we established sort of these business incubators that we had um, in various different businesses, jewelry making, baking, welding, furniture making, silk screening, sewing, and technology. Um, and, uh, you know, with our technology uh, area, we, we taught people Microsoft Office skills and web design and even internet commerce. So, you know, we were big advocates of trying to teach people to survive on their own. Not every Betty has the the skills necessarily to be a good business person, but you can learn the basic components to be able to know how to, you know, to invest in, in your business that it will grow and that you can keep reinvesting in and, and, and setting money aside to save and, and do all those, um, those aspects. And one of the things I would teach the kids in classes that we would have is I'd like, I'd give them $5 and I said, okay, I want you to come back to me the next day. And I want my $5 back and I want to see how much you made for yourself. 
and the kids were always really excited for this exercise very competitive they you know just kind of jumped out of the class and, and were ready to sort of go make a killing here with their five dollars and um, and it was just really fun to see what the kids would do and sort of the most common thing a kid would do is you know maybe you know, buy a box of brownie mix or cookie mix and sell baked goods and you know they they could Sometimes they make ten, twenty dollars. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, that's not too bad. You know, um, you know, you have to get the missionized eggs, oil, or whatever is involved. And uh, but that, yeah, it's like a two hundred, four hundred percent profit. And some would make lemonade. Uh, um, some would uh, buy like clothing and resell it, or, or soda, um, things like that. Or some would make crafts and uh, and sell those. So it was it was a it was a good exercise, you, you know. We got it allowed us kind of throughout the years. We talked about you know examples of well, you know what what did you do with your money? What did you do with your profit? And uh, um, and what really is profit? You know what 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 amount did you need to set aside to purchase more products so you could keep perpetuating the business? And how much could you actually? take for yourself and so you know there are a lot of things involved in it but the exercise was basically to explain just basic business fundamentals and um and economic principles as well and the whole idea was to teach them enough so they can actually enter the workforce maybe if they, if they can't work for someone else or even if they work for somebody else they'd understand the components of business if they lost their own business they would know how to run that business if they work for somebody else they would could appreciate the challenges that that owner of that business would have and um why am i sharing this you know because we're talking about you know again this 500 dollars thing as i i kind of look at that if i say to you hey okay this is my business challenge to you. Instead of giving you $5 here, let's say you take 500. And what can you do with that 500 to create a real estate investing business? Okay. Um, everything. And then what I would say is, okay, it's not going to happen in 24 hours, but uh, it may take a little bit longer. But let's say um, somebody comes to me and says, hey, Bill, okay, this is it. I took your challenge. Okay. I took that $500 challenge and this is what I did with the 500. And maybe somebody coming to me five years later from this podcast, who knows, that comes back and says, I took that 500 and I invested it. And now I have 1,000 apartment buildings. It's worth $500 million or whatever they, they might do. And, and I, I would love to hear the story step by step. And, and this is on my show. I mean, this is kind of my show. As I'm always asking people that are guests, how did you do it? How did you grow you know, this, you know, starting with nothing up to this, this huge, um, you know, little real estate empire of yours. That's kind of how I would recommend somebody to look at real estate investing. I mean, I, one of the common questions I get on Quora is, hey, can a, can a teenager get involved in real estate investing? And, you know, sure enough, I mean, I, I have heard and, and I, I've, you know, I, and I usually refer them to different people that the kids that have actually done this and started off and their parents, of course, helped them out, but they did everything on their own and they actually grew a real estate business, you know, as a teenager, you know, working part time from home. So yeah, it, it, it can happen. I'm just going to throw out ideas here. And this is part of this is that if I gave you $500, you know, would you be able to take that 500 and turn it into something more 
as a real estate investor, working only as a real estate investor. Okay. Here are some of the, the things that a person can do. And I also, I'm going to let you know right up front, this episode is going to have more links than almost any of my other episodes, because there are a lot of uh, guests that I've had that really have started with almost nothing. Plus, we have a lot of content on our website that will also help you to actually start with less to grow more. And uh, here's some of the ideas, some of the things you know, I talked about uh, real estate auctions once and uh, bid for assets. One of my favorite little sites you go to where they have $1 minimum bid properties. And sometimes these properties literally sell for $1. I mean, houses, um, uh, lots, uh, real estate of all different types. And now, granted, they, they most of them will get bid up. But there have been those that have actually <laughs> sold for just a dollar. Um, maybe you'll find a house, you know, and then it may be a dive. It may be a house that's fallen apart, but you still get a piece of land with that house. And if you pay $100 for it, it's pretty cool. There's also other ways to invest in real estate, not just buying rental property or buying property. But um, yeah, we had a guest on um and uh, he talked about Ground Floor, um, which is a, a, a portal where you can go and invest in multiple properties, uh, multiple projects, and the minimum bid amount is only $10. So you could get like 50 different projects you could invest in uh, with your $500. I mean, it's it's uh, pretty amazing. So, you, you know, and, and again, you have certain degrees of risk involved and, but um, it's, it's a way to get involved at, and to become a real estate investor starting off. Um, and I mentioned wholesaling. We have a ton of different uh, really interesting podcasts on people that have started with absolutely nothing and been able to grow a, a huge business at, at a virtually nothing with as a wholesaler um then there's seller financing you know and i talked about that briefly too is it where you have a buyer that you can go to and you can talk to that person about, i mean i'm sorry it's a seller you can go to and you can work with them to be able to finance you so you can get through the first part get your your property fixed up and then you pay them off later um, as you've got boosted the equity you've got the equity and the you refinance it and you know so forth uh, lease options we've talked about that you know when you get a property you know offer to somebody that uh, doesn't maybe maybe doesn't qualify for a loan uh, a mortgage loan but uh, you can uh, you know provide that property to them as a, you know as they sort of build up their credit and they get started and, and boom, you know, you've got this regular income coming in from the property. Um, and it doesn't, you know, necessarily cost anything. It depends on how you get the, obtain the, the, the uh, property, but there are a lot of different ways that people are, are using lease options as well. Um, then you've got situations where you can get like zero down loans, you know, VA uh, loans are, are sort of the best known where you can buy a property with absolutely nothing down or an FHA loan. Um, generally it's like a three, three and a half percent, but, um, they do have 0% also. And there's hard money loans where you don't have to put anything down and they they will finance your property, and the idea is you've got a clock's ticking, and you've got to get that property fixed up, and you and you refi it, you know, with a conventional loan, and then you can get your your money out of it, pay back your loan, and so forth. You can assume a loan. That's another way. You know, you can get into a property without having to pay much or or 
anything. Um, and then there's, uh, you know, maybe it's just a matter of covering that down payment. You can get grants where you can get down payments covered by various uh, organizations where you don't have to pay anything. You, know, you just get a grant to cover your down. So there, there are a lot of different potential things there. I would even add this one onto it is you can take somebody to lunch. And this is something that... Um, I, you know, I want to sort of close with here is that, you know, I, I do have a question I ask my guests every Monday. If you're a regular listener, you know what I'm talking about, where I say, hey, if you lost absolutely everything and you only had $1,000 in cash, knowing what you know today, what would you do with that 1000 to rebuild your real estate investing business? And more often than not, the, the guests will come back to me and say, look, I don't even need the 1000 because uh, because all I would really need is uh, maybe you could apply the money that you have there to a cell phone and uh, you know a contract so you could call people um, or it's uh, you know just to, to call somebody up and set up a coffee uh, meeting or a lunch meeting and it's really about people when it comes down to it with a, a real estate investor is that you get other people okay the um, OPM, as, as people call it, the other people's money, um, to provide the funding so that you can grow your real estate business. And and more often than not, that's what a lot of these experienced investors say is that, yeah, all I need is to just connect with some people that uh, are looking for a good return. And uh, I'll give them the good return by using my expertise to be able to uh, take the money they give to me and return uh, great uh benefits to them in terms of, you know, their, their interest and, um, or doubling their money or whatever may happen with that. So, uh, the idea here is that, you know, the, the amount of money is not really the issue. It's really what you would do with not only the, the, the money, but with, with what, what you have, okay, and what your resources are. If you've got knowledge and you've got the information, you know, it, it really isn't about them. And if you've got contacts, those are going to be more valuable to you. And you need to just be creative and don't, you know, don't be discouraged by, oh, I don't have enough money to get involved with real estate investing. You know, that a lot of people are scared away by that. They're thinking, oh, I need 20% down. You know, they're, they're going all the conventional methods, but it really, it's the creative folks that uh, are the ones that are, are the ones that are not only thriving, but they're, I mean, they're sort of beyond surviving. In the beginning, they were surviving. They had to, um, you know, there's uh, some of the links that I'm going to provide here, and I got a lot of them, but, uh, you know, I share, uh, you know, one story about a young man who who really, he had like $100, and he bought an ad in, on Craigslist that uh, showed him, that led him to this property that he was able to do a, 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 a a contract with and uh, to wholesale that home where he made like, you know, $6,000 or whatever. So, you know, there, there are a lot of times it is just really, you know, being able to be creative um, and, and, you know, don't get locked in this thing that uh, sometimes it just, it just takes too much. So uh, hope you're going to enjoy this episode. Uh, I'd say really go and t- take a look at some of these links. There's some great, I mean, uh, Brandon Turner was on talking about, you know, buying properties with little or, or no money down. Uh, Brandon Turner from Bigger Pockets and, and some other folks that have, you know, been there, done that and share their experiences. So I'd recommend you, you know, go to the show notes and check it out. Well, that is it for today. I ran a little bit longer than I usually do on Fridays, but hey, you know, 
Sometimes that happens. But hey, I just wanted to uh, just say thanks for listening. And uh, all these links that I'm talking about that are that are supposed to be so cool. <laughs> okay, they are cool. So they'll be all accessible on uh, our website at olddogsreinetwork.com forward slash blog. And you're going to look uh, for the episode on how to be a real estate investor for only $500. So until next time, remember... Cash flow is king and real estate investing the means. Thanks again for listening and may God bless. Thank you very much for visiting the Old Dogs REI Network. We would greatly appreciate if you would stop by iTunes and let us know what you think of the show. We would love if you could subscribe to the podcast, give us a five-star rating and write a review. The more ratings and reviews we receive, the more visible the podcast will be to others. Thank you.